Delighted now to be joined by Gort Senior Craig Lally to look back at the hurling action over the weekend. Craig, before we get into the action, I suppose, um, fair to say probably a bit of a disappointing year, would you say, for Gort this year? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, the fact that you can get over the roof is definitely disappointing. Um, just a slow start probably caught us. Um, we're down a few numbers in the first two games and just came up short against Tommy's and, and Cap Tagel. And, you know, in senior A, every game is so close anyway. You need to be winning one of them. And so we came up against a very good Lock Ray team in the third game and they really put us to the sword. And by the time it, the fourth game it came and we, we got Kilkenarn and we played fairly all right against Kilkenarn, but um, even though we did still leave ourselves a chance against Crowell, we just underperformed completely against Crowell. And, um, it's just very disappointing, right? Yeah, when you're looking on now at preliminary quarterfinals and quarterfinals next weekend and not being involved, it's it's not ideal. How is it looking on now? It's tough. It's tough, definitely. And I suppose in the last few years, last two or three years, like well, last year we got to semi-final, but the two years before that we didn't progress past preliminary quarterfinals. But previous years before that, in the early stages of my career, you'd be always competing in a semi-final or a final, so to be. Looking on now, it definitely doesn't get any easier, that's for sure. And where do you feel you're at, I suppose, as a club? Like, I suppose, finishing fifth, came down to that Crawford game, he came up short. Like, where, where do you feel you're at? Obviously, you mentioned, like, six significant blows, like, from that team against Capitalia last year. It was obviously huge blows for you. Yeah, look, it's, without a doubt, we're in transition as a club. Um, even in regards to the panel, like, you know, it's... it's um, like you're probably talking about you know, we're just about getting 30 of a panel now. Um, a lot of young lads coming through, a lot of 19, 20-year-olds. Um, so in one way, look, it was good this year. They got to see Senior A action back in Senior A this year. So them 19, 20-year-olds were blooded into Senior A. Every game is competition, good competition. Um, so it was good in that way. But at the same time, we've lost an awful lot of experienced um, hurlers, the likes of Jordan Who, Packy Lally, Mike Mullins, Albert Mullins. They're, they're just they're lads with you know loads of experience from county semi-finals, county finals. And it's definitely as games get into the melting pot with five and ten minutes to go, like the young lads, in all fairness, they're giving it their all. But when you have a bit of experience there, like Mike and Albert or Jared or Packy, they normally see a game out for you. And this year, like, and then probably the next year or two will be just a big transition period where you just have to get the young lads used to them type of games and used to winning when there's five and ten minutes to go. Yeah, and like that that's really important. Like we we're seeing so many clubs now, I suppose bringing through youngsters. You have to every year to stay competing um at the top level. But as you mentioned there, in one way I suppose you're probably delighted that you're in senior A because like there's teams next year who are in senior B and I, I don't think any club really wants to be in that senior B competition really next year. No, like I look at it, I know it's it's changed next year and it's different and it's it's a they're two competitions of their own and senior B can't win senior A, etc. But like I know the last the previous two years before that, we were in senior B. And I know last year we got a good run and we got as far as the county semi-final, but there's no doubt, and there's no doubt in my mind that we got a good clipping of St. Thomas's last year in the county semi-final. And I think we were probably a small bit behind in regards to comp- competitive games. Like, you know, yeah, we got over Capitagal in the quarter final. Um, but that was just one of those days where we everything went our way. We struggled to beat Portumna in a primary quarterfinal the game before that. And the Thomas's game definitely caught us from... Whereas you look at 
the games this year when we played senior A games, every game was do or die. The first two games was just a puck of a ball between us. And you, you can't beat that. Like it, it'll bring on lads and it'll, whereas senior B, the last time we, last year we played in senior B or two years ago, like we were beating teams, not that putting down the teams or anything like that, but we beat, say, Ballandurian and Canberra by doing double scores. And it's probably not good for the young lads progressing because they think that's the way it's going to be for every game. And, and you get to the latter stages and the knockout stages and it's a rude awakening. Yeah, but they're, they're in, you mentioned there about the young lads, there's some real young talent coming through, like in this. Uh, Gore team and I suppose for you now it's probably trying to I suppose take this year as a learning curve Oh without a doubt like you know and like a lot of them have good experience in underage county as well and that like and they've won bits and pieces like Jason Jason Dunahoon, Paddy Cummins and Nathan Gill there they're all you know, involved in county panels and we've more young lads coming through so I suppose it's just about getting the blend right and the, the older lads sticking around and helping the younger lads progress and and you know, like a lot of clubs at the minute, they have that nice blend where they have a good crop of older lads and a good crop of younger lads. And it's just about getting the, the team, I suppose, concrete in a, a, you know, a team that will be going every day, that will do the play the game that we want to play, I suppose, and getting the young lads used to that. Because the likes of me and Richie and, and Aidan and Jason and them lads, we're around long enough now, so we know. But it's just, I suppose, getting the young lads up to speed as well. Is there a sense, like, I suppose, when you're one of the older lads, like, even just I suppose putting your hand around a young lad and I suppose talking to them off off the field when when they're new to this I suppose senior setup and just even like one-to-one chats oh yeah without a doubt like that's part and parcel when I was growing up and when I was coming onto the fold at 18 or 19 years of age like you had the Ollie Fahys and the Niall Inans and the Jerry Quinns of the world and Andy Cohn like them lads do the same to you so it's you're expected to do that like just like I'm sure all the other clubs like Davy Burke or Connor or any of the rest of Ladd and Thomas's or the other clubs are doing the same thing. It's part and parcel. So like that's just a, that's just that's part and parcel of getting used to the team. And like if you don't do that, then there's the young lads won't they won't learn the way. Like so that's just the way it is. And like there's this just there's plenty of us there with loads of experience that are able to do it. And when you came in and you stayed with Gort, you're obviously one of the young lads and you could probably never imagine being one of the older lads now on the team. But like What's it like now as the seasons went on, as the seasons are going on, I suppose, for Gorton, yeah, I suppose one of the older statesmen on the team? It's not getting any easier, and that's for sure, but uh, um, I was never too fast in my prime, never mind now, but uh, look, it, it is what it is, like, you know, it, like, it's scary really in a way how quick it goes. Um, you become one of the younger, you become from being a young lad to an old lad really, really quick, and the years go by, I think it's, I heard Cal there in the podcast the last saying it was his 24th or 50th year in the Canberra dressing room as a, as a senior. I think it could be my 19th next year, 19th year in the, in the senior dressing room. So um, they just come and go really quick. Like, and I suppose, like, you just have to make the most of while you're there, really. Like, you know, and stay going. I look at I stay going for as long as I can. And so my body says, no, I'd stay going. Um, it's just like any older lad. Like, I see Gerard Farrer for Casagari this year. Like, he's, uh, I won't give away his age, but I think he's close to 40. And like, he's producing some of the best performances he ever did in the Castlegar shirt. Do you know what I mean? And there's plenty of examples around like it. Like Fergal Healy, Damien Joyce, they went on for years and years. So until I can't stop playing or until I, I can't physically move in the hurling pitch, I'll stay going. And uh, I think everybody wants to do the same thing. Do you appreciate it more? Do you think now, I suppose, I suppose representing your club and playing for Gort now? Oh, 100%. Um, definitely. Like I think when you're younger, it's a lot of off the cuff and you're just doing it and you're enjoying the phase and you don't have two kids to worry about anything or a wife. So 
that definitely helps um, in regards to you can spend more time. But you definitely do. You do like, and you know yourself too as well. Like you're literally just holding the jersey, and you're you're that's your phase of a guard hurler. And when the time comes, you're hanging it up, and somebody else is going to come along and and take over that jersey. And you're just you're hoping that you're leaving in a better place, as the saying goes. So yeah, you definitely do appreciate it an awful lot more as you get older, and like you you appreciate how how lucky you've been as well. Like I've been very lucky that I've been involved in, in good teams that have, you know, I've played in five county finals and I know good friends of mine like that have, I've been involved in county panels with like and they've never even played in a county semi-final like, you know, so I, I know how lucky I've been as well. Like, so I think you appreciate that as well when you get to the stages of, of um, where I'm at now in my career. And just interested to see like what kind of character have you been? Like, would you say you would have yeah would you say you have or you had had an obsession like hurling for Gort? Oh yeah, without a doubt. I'd say until my eldest lad Dylan, till he came along when he was 30, hurling before everything, like John you know, was just without a doubt, like and even I'd say a year or two after, probably until he was about two and I left the county panel, I'd say it was just it was number one. Everything really like now don't get me wrong, when I was younger, I suppose I was probably a bit wild for first few years but <laughs> when I, when I uh, came down a small but hurling was everything like you know it was just absolutely everything and like there was so many more lads around me I was lucky like that like because they they all felt the same way and um it was just you know you just it took up your whole time and it just became an obsession and do you feel you've kind of been able to take a step back from that now and not be obsessed or do you still think it's there I know, not 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 near what it was like. But like, yeah. like, like I said to you, like you, you, when you get older, life changes, and yeah. like you know, even likes my job, or like even the fact of a family now, two kids and a wife, like things change, and you just don't have the spare time or the free time to go down to the wall ball or do the runs or going out for two hours hitting freeze. You just don't have that time anymore. So I suppose the obsession dies down a bit when you don't have the time to do it. But don't get me wrong, when I'm out training, when you go training, you still have the same want and the same drive. With when you're when you when you're doing that hour and a half at training, like you're still, I'm still the loudest at training and roaring and shouting and giving out. Like that hasn't changed in the last fifteen years. But I suppose the spare time that you'd like to have down in the field, you just don't get it anymore, unfortunately. And I suppose that that comes with the age and that comes with the responsibilities of growing old as well. Split season introduced this year. Um, I'm really interested to see, like I suppose, different people's views on it. The majority seem to be first, like. As a club player, it's a lot different, I suppose, because you're thinking of the county, you're going from county, but like, how did you find it? Like, it's safe to say hurling leagues are taken seriously in a lot of counties, but it just doesn't seem to grow the appetite in Galway for whatever reason with the leagues. Like, did you find it an awful long wait waiting for that one championship game? Like, at, I suppose around, I think it was the start of race week it kicked off. Yeah, like, but. Yeah, I, I think the split season, it's a good idea. I, without a doubt, I think it's a good idea. It, because time's gone in the past when you'd have two games in April and then you'd, you'd have a break. It's almost like it's two different seasons where you're getting to a certain level of fitness for the two games in April and then your fitness drops off because you have to go and enjoy yourself in May or June and next thing you're getting back to fitness. And it's like two seasons. So I think it's really good. But I think the structure in Galway in this year's league was all wrong like because they started playing the league in March. But the league was over and I think the final was on the middle of June, if I'm not, if I'm right. And then there was a seven week or eight week or nine week lull from the last league game until the championship. So you had to go off looking for challenge matches. So 
And then the, the, the other side of that was because the league was on so early, you had to go back training a lot earlier than what you should have done, really. Like, so if lads probably got an extra few weeks before they went back training, it wouldn't have made the year as long for the club club team, you know what I mean? So I think it's a good idea. Um, but maybe just the structure of it could have been a bit better in go in regards to the when the league started and when it was over. Like maybe if they kept it a bit closer to the championship when it was over, it would have been able to it would have been better for clubs as well, because they were they would have been able to you know, organise your challenge matches a lot better as well. And the other side of that then as well is when the championship did start, like I know because the football are Ireland, but then there was a big massive three week break from race week into the, the second round. And like we even played a challenge game in between that, like, you know, which is unheard of. You played a challenge game in between championship games. And like with challenge games, they are, they obviously give you something, but it just doesn't replicate what championship brings. But like, Eight nine weeks there, like like I'd say that was a tough situation, like to manage because you're trying to keep lads interested as well. Like and it's very hard, like when you're talking that space of time. That's it, like and, and you're and you're after doing probably a block of maybe four or five months of you know, going fairly hard for league matches and you know trying to get your fitness up, and then you have a seven eight week block, and then she nearly starting the preseason again, like within that period. You are, of course, and then within yeah. that period, then you have a lot of people who are going on their summer holidays. Do you know what I mean? So club, yeah. club players are now going on their summer holidays because you have no league matches and off you go. Like so, that was probably another or another factor. And then, see, the other factor then was that a lot of teams, a lot of counties around you, like Clare and Tipperary and these teams, they had already started their championship because they were out early, so you couldn't get challenge games. So it was awful to get challenge games on top of that then as well. Yeah, no, it's it's it definitely seems uh, with that structure that maybe uh, something can be done to improve it. But looking at the action, just before we do touch on the preliminary quarterfinals and the hurling quarterfinal draw, there was two other finals up for grabs. They're both streamed on Saturday. Um, I thought it was just great though in the hurling championship over the weekend. Local feisty affairs, really. Yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. Like, and even the two finals, like the fact that it you know, brought up two neighbours, it's just brilliant. Like, and even a few of the, the Premier Corps finals have close enough neighbours, like it's just brilliant. And as I was saying there, like the, the fact the weather has kicked in now and the ground has got a bit soft, it always adds to those a bit because it, it, it tends to cause a few more close games and you know, the, the shoulders start going in when the ground gets a bit softer but that adds to the tension but no look at it, it was great and like it was great for the junior and intermediate it was great to see those, those four teams in finals John definitely it was, uh, it was nice to definitely see um, the two teams that won it was a nice season coming up as well because I know they've been trying for a while yeah Ballyguer they've been trying for a while and like if if you're being honest I think they already lost to Scandam on twice this year third time lucky you could say but like they really did defy the odds there because most people were kind of tipping Scanlon Montpellier to make the breakthrough this year. Oh, without a doubt, like yeah, and like I, I just even with Belly Gare, like they've done some great work underage there down through the years. Like they've you know, seen good teams coming through there. Um, there was a good under fourteen team there last year, um, or two years ago, and they're really competing in a like so it was great for them as well, like for the progression of the club as it would have been for Scahan and and Niall Healy as well. I know he was involved with them. Yeah. So. It was great to see, like, and they did very well to hold on for a finish. I was just watching, I was following it there and what's the score, like, and you know, they really came at them there. I think it's 1 4, 1 3, or 1 4 in the last 10 or 15 minutes. So they really did well to hold on for a finish. Stephen Lohan uh, for Bally Care uh, was definitely someone who caught uh, the headlines there. But, like, Craig, you're talking about conditions. It was absolutely horrendous in Dublin mm-hmm. Park on Saturday. I was just watching the streams and 
like it was it was just horrendous yeah yeah oh look at the tear and that's just the way it is you now this time of the year but for a final and something like that like and I suppose two teams have been looking forward to final for so long and then playing in conditions but look at I'm sure now in Belligair when they went home and the homecoming and Saturday even they weren't too worried about the conditions isn't that it though like when you're thinking of a championship final you're nearly thinking of a dry sod the carpet and then just weather like that comes yeah oh yeah and that's just, I suppose that's the joys of the goal with championship, isn't it? Really, when it hits into October, you're talking about that. So you're talking about two different championships and two different preseasons. Like there you are as well. Like it's like the, the group games are so different to when it gets to knockout stages and goal as well, aren't they? Yeah, no, absolutely. And like even it's it's release, I'd say, for climber, like because they can say they didn't think about last year's defeat, but I think it was always really on their minds and uh, to get back there and I suppose if to look at the game overall it probably wasn't their best performance but just the way they dug it out and I suppose not at their best but still got the job done yeah look at it without it out like uh, like they, they definitely deserve to come up like they've been really to the forefront there the intermediate champion for so many years and you know, like there's a few old stalwarts there as well, like who played their part team and well. I heard of him back in the day, and and like you know, it's just it's delight. I was delighted for them as well to see, like, in such a tight match as well as you get in a local derby like that. Like there was very little between them, and to come down to such a tight margin, but um, no, they were delighted, and I just been following one or two of them there on Fahin, a few of them on Snapchat for the last couple of days, and they've really enjoyed the celebrations as well. So they have. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh... We forgot to mention last week, best wishes to um, Niall Fleming for me. It's just horrendous what happened to him in the semi-final. Like, you, you couldn't imagine it at all. Oh, I know. Best wishes to him, yeah. Like, geez, lovely prospect coming through as well. Like, so, just a freak one. Yeah, I know. Definitely a freak one. And I suppose, with Climber now, make the jump up to senior into Connacht Series uh, with the Mayo and Roscommon champions. Um there's obviously release, but like from your own experience of winning county titles, the celebrations and everything go on for a while. But there probably is a sense now to try and kind of push on in this series because they're off to senior after this. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, and it's more than when you do win, like it's you don't know when they're going to come around again. Like, so you try and make the most of it. And look, obviously, as as I said, like after last year's final defeat and probably the last few years coming close, like they were there thereabouts for a while. You try and celebrate it and enjoy it as much as you can, but at the same time, maybe in a week's time again, settle down and just go at it again for the winter. And I know it'll be they come at it, the the semi or the connect one will come on probably in the next two weeks, is it? Yeah, I think around then you won't feel it coming then. Yeah, so look at I, I suppose get over that first and then start worrying about the the rest of it. Like which you know ourselves, you have to enjoy these things as well. But in the back of their mind, it is nice to when you do win to try and go all the way. You know. Owen McAvoy, climber free taker, is definitely someone who's stood out through this uh, championship. Like, we're, talk- like, we're probably going to mention it when we get on to these senior games, but the valuable free taker is so underestimated at this time of year. Unbelievable. Like, and as I said, the weather, the ground's got so soft, there will be more freeze. Like, and, like I think I was watching it there. Like, he, he, he got maybe seven or eight freeze as well the last day, like, which is nearly two thirds of their scores from freeze. Like, and I think the, the, the most, and we will get onto like, but the most common thing about the games over the weekend was the percentage of freeze that were scored of the overall tally. Like, and 
it's definitely it's, it's going to be a massive factor going into these the quarterfinals next weekend and going forward is if you have a good free taker accounts for so much and that was the case for climber like you know um i think they, they definitely i think they scored seven or eight frees out of the i think it was 13 that they scored like so it was massive like and as you said in, in those conditions as well it's not easy hit them so Absolutely, and we'll, we'll hope in the coming weeks to uh, speak to someone from Ballygar and Climber uh, before they do get involved in the Connacht uh, series. Um, Craig, you've played in the Senior Championship this year at Gort. What have you made of the Gaul Senior Hurling Championship this year? Yeah, it's been good. Like, and it's it's been very competitive. I think, um, like overall as a whole, I think that it's been there's been. A lot more teams that have stepped up, stepped up to the plate this year. Um, the last few years, Thomas's have probably been, probably been a, you know, a good bit ahead of the rest of the pack. Really, um, not that they aren't now. Don't get me wrong. I, I think they're definitely still favourites, and I know they've, they're probably just timing the run now. I know Shane is back there. Shane Cooney's back, and they're starting to come together. Um, but I just, t- I definitely think that the rest of the pack, I think there's definitely three or four teams at the minute that are, that are um, close enough. To them, um, in our own group there, like Ray, we're you know, absolutely flying it, and um, they've really got a good, they have a good fifteen now at the minute. Very little weak points. They've one or two good subs to come on if they need to. I think they just think they're very strong all around. Um, then the likes Turlock Moore, who really they're starting to gather pace now again. I think they've talked to Franny there a few weeks ago that he just really, really impressed with his under twenties coming along. Um, there's one or two of them stand out. I'm sure we we'll talk about them later on, and they've really added to the team along with the older heads. And um, the other team I really, really like there, I think they're, they're, they're just a really, really good setup of Sarsfields. I just think that they have a really, really good blend there. The young lads coming through and the older lads, I just think that they're, they're very strong all around. And that, 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 that challenge game that I was talking about there that we played in between the first round and the second round, we actually played Sarsfields over in Bullon. And I, I left that day thinking it'll take a really good team to beat Sarsfields this year in the, in the Galway Championship. I just thought that they, like they brought on four or five subs that day Young lads, I've never seen them before, and they all just they just the play that they were playing, and um, you know, I just thought leaving. I said, "Geez, they had these lads of nineteen or twenty lads that could really push any team and go." So uh, overall, I think it's it's good that way because um, it's it's really competitive. I think the, the the next crop of teams, I think there's very little between the next ten teams or six to eight teams. I think even the lads that have come up from senior B, the Cortumnas, the Ormores, like the, I think that. Uh, they're really strong as well coming up. Like So I think overall, I think you probably have four or five teams out in front and I think the next group of teams is very little between them on any given day. Quarterfinal draw. Um, we will get on to talk then about the preliminary games, who's still out um, and the rest of it. But St. Thomas is Capitagal, Sarsfield's Portumna, Tommy Larkin's Cambridge, Turlock Moore, Lock Ray. Unbelievable draw, really. Like, it's... Like, I know that people are probably listening to this and they'll listen to it next week and they'll be trying to get a few little hints for a sneaky GA accumulator or something. But, like, for that, like, you'd nearly be advising people to stay away from all those games. It's unbelievable. Like, and it, like the quality of the eight teams that are left, like, there's on any given day, there's very little between them, very little between them. And, like, they could go anywhere. Um, like, Thomas is happy. Like, I know, like, Cappy have been involved in the last five years. They've been just so close at so many times. I've been at nearly every game to play Thomas's two or three times in semi-finals there. They're just, and on their day, Cappy will beat anyone. Like they have such a blend of 
of good hurlers and they've added like even since the we beat them last year in the quarterfinal the semi-final year before that like Liam Collins has really come of age since that they have a few more young lads coming along there like they're they're really one just there um, sorry to interrupt you now but like <laughs> Liam Collins is getting talked about every week on this podcast mm. Is it too soon to say Liam Collins is in the Galway senior hurling dis- discussion, or do you think it's time now? I think it's time now. That's only my opinion. <laughs> but I, I just think he's a really, really good order. I, I've came across him now the last two years. Um, we played him this year, obviously in Lockray, and we played him last year in the quarter final. And I've been very close to him, like not marking him because I wouldn't be keep giving up with him. But I've been close. <laughs> to him. He hasn't been too far away from marking someone else, but. I just think he has it all. Like you know, I just he he's really quick. He's fast. He's very intelligent on the ball. Like he definitely is. He's one we'll be seeing in a Galway jersey in years to come. Like, and I just think that um, he's a game winner for Capitagal on his day. He's that good. Yeah, he, even the other quarterfinals there. Yeah, Sarsfields, Portumna, um, Tommy Larkins, Cambridge, and Terlock Block. Right? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just set up really nicely now for next weekend. But um, I suppose just before we do touch on the preliminary uh, quarterfinal, um, you were talking there about following games and what's the score. One game that wasn't streamed and I was following Ashcroft and Tina Abdullahi relegation playoff. It was like, a, and I'm I'm not sure if you see the video of the conditions that was in as well. Ashcroft just getting over the line one thirteen. Uh, to one twelve, and like Tina did have the chances to steal it as well at the end. Yeah, freeze at the end. Yeah, like it's just it's it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that they're they've been relegated. Like they we they, they put us down to senior B there two years ago. Do you know, and like I know a lot of them lads very well. Be good friends with Chain there and and Porik and Paulik and like they're such a strong club and like it's hard to believe that that um that quality of players that they're not there in senior next year. But look at I know they have a good underage structure coming through as well. So I'm sure they'll have the high notions of bouncing back again next year fairly quick. Um but yeah like fair play to Hasra. You know they really grinded out and I know Colum touching it there last week when he was on like and when you have three game winners there like Kahal and Porik and, and Sean like it, it's it, it's them lads can win games here very quick as well. Like and I know in them conditions like it was only a point in it as well. It was Oh, them type of games, them type of conditions, that's the way it's going to go. So it's just who wants it more, and they did in the, on the day, you know. Yeah, like as you mentioned there, um, the Mannions, you would have played with them. What kind of leaders are they? Do they is it is it quietly going around their business and they just go out and do get the job done? Or like what kind of characters are poor and call? Yeah, like I suppose Porik a bit, bit more vocal than than Carl, like so Porik would be telling you where to go and he'd be, he'd be more of a, a leader in regards to talking uh, whereas Carl would just go about his business like Carl I'd say is probably the hardest hardest one of the hardest I men I've ever marked like he's just so quick and fast and he's, his hurling brain is unbelievable like but he will just like he can score from 100 yards 110 yards he's some strike of a ball and like between the two of them like and they're so good at finding each other on the ball as well so I can imagine I don't think we, we've played them in club now but between the two of them find each other in Club Hurling, but they're just they're two brilliant lads like John. They just they absolutely live and breathe hurling like and you know they're good crack too when they're not hurling. <laughs> <laughs> to uh 
touch now on the preliminary quarterfinals. Uh, you're saying you're watching the two games on Sunday on the stream. Um, the way Turlock went about their business is really impressive. Um, because like you felt it was a dangerous one because there's such a threat there with Ormore. It was a one shot at nothing, but you could maybe tell that. Sherlock, we're going to be tuned in because I suppose last year being caught at this stage against um, Kilnadima. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, like very, like, like such a freak result last year, you could say, really, in a way, like, as we're going, John DeVore, they were going so well. But, like, I think that this year, I think they're really focused. Their time, they run very well. Um, I said to you, just the... I think the input of the younger players this year, the like the Dara Whelans and the Sean Hennans and these guys, they're really setting up to play, like, and they're becoming the leaders on the day. Like, and I just think that Franny is things going really well there at the minute. Like, he's a good blend of of he's a great spine down the middle as well. Like, I think Lofty there, Sean Loftus is flying at a centre forward. Um, marked him in a league game there, about I'd say five or six weeks before championship started, and it was just impossible to mark him. Like, he just I think he's really found his position there at eleven. Johnny from from year for the first few years there of his county career he was playing cornerback and wing back in midfield but I just think as a Roman eleven there he just floats around the place and he's so good in the ball and he's a great striker as well and accurate so and I think he's taking on the responsibility of taking the freeze as well like I think that's added to his game as well like he's definitely he's he's thriving at that as well like so all around he's definitely the main man there everything goes through him but as I said to you the, they've really got a good blend there and of course then you have the older heads like Dahi and Ronan and and um. And a few of the older lads there, like Jamie Holland, them lads, Sean Linan, they just they have it all. Like I actually seen their intermediate team play over an R pitch against um against Kim Farah, was it or in the start of the year? Like, and they had lads there like playing in that team. I was saying to Franny here a few weeks ago, like the lads playing that team, like that would be good enough for most senior teams. They just have a massive crop of players to pick from, like, and like that I said to you earlier, like they they will be hard stopped as well this year, like, and they have a head of steam now and they have momentum. Um, so they will so but that'll be a cracker of a game against Lockray. Tom Quirk as well seems to be another one. He he got the goal there to start, but like never really felt like or more we're gonna really win that game. No, and like like I suppose like a lot of the the, the or more lads, the um like Niall stood up very well, did well at times, Garage did very well. I think he, when he came out to centre back, he really got going. Um, but I suppose Turlock got the goals at the right time really as well yeah. like you know and that kind of I know Fergal's goal especially like that was it kind of killed all the momentum that Ormore had gone and they really pushed on Turlock more from that um, but I used to Ormore be happy with the year as well like they blended in some good young lads there like Anthony Keady came on there like he was very good um, there's a few other young lads there that they brought along and I, I, they can be happy as well like and like that like they've they have an unbelievable underage structure coming through there like so in a few years time they've really they're competing and Minor A finals, they're competing in the 14 A finals. They're they're going to be really strong in a few years to come. Yeah, minor A final uh to come up and getting the likes of Rory Burke into that team is uh definitely gonna strengthen them. Looks like a really good prospect. Um just a question that did come in from you in for you, Craig, from Eli Tanyan. Um he was just wondering um what happened room one 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 on your stag. <laughs> is that that was his room? And um, you'll have to revert that question back to him because he never actually told me. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to get to the land piece, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, 
Turlock definitely contenders for you. Oh, yeah, definitely, 100%. Like, they've been there thereabouts the last couple of years, but I just definitely think with the, the input of the younger lads, the under-20s, and the fact like that they, like, the fact that they, the experience they got from the, the under-20 final as well, um, I think that'll just add to them. And look, at, I, I do think they, they'll have a big say, big say before the year's out. The other game that was then that was on as well on uh, Sunday, Clanbridge Ardrahan, a lot closer really than most people probably would have thought. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. Like and like, I suppose, um, like the Ardrahan got a bit of momentum as well going. Like you know, and they had a great win the week before. Um, and I think they definitely took. They took a uh, great belief from that win. Um, and maybe as as the day went on, even though I know they, they stuck with it, like maybe the legs cut up in them a small bit as the legs, because John, it was such a, a long game the week before. But um, I know Tam won't agree with me in that now. But um, at the same time, they, they did they did very well, like, you know, and I suppose uh, freeze probably killed them a small bit. And, um, you know, they, they, they gave away a few freeze at fighting stages. And I know, I know when it was really close there, Evan popped a few long-range points that probably killed him a small, but I think he got two or three points in a row there um, when it was real tight. And and that, like, but like that now, like, you know, they can be they can be fairly happy with their years well, our Dran, like, you know, they've, 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 got re- they've progressed really well, like, and like that, they've introduced a few young lads as well. Yeah, like, as you mentioned there, Evan Island, uh, like, like late, it was late points that probably... Maybe flatters Cambridge a bit because it didn't really feel like there were seven points to the better team. No, not at all. No, like it was like I suppose the fact they tagged on a few at the end there, like it was it was tit for tat, like and like I suppose going in at half time, you would have thought it could have went anyway. Um, but just I suppose just when it came down the business in for the last five or ten minutes, I think the legs just had Cambridge a small bit. There was a John the Rep tap on the points, and I think. That was no fault of Ardrahan, but I think the week before probably took it out of them a small bit. Um, like, you know, even the likes of Mark Kennedy tapped on a point or two there, like an Evan and, and and Gavin Lee pushed on for two points, I think, there in the last 10 or 15 minutes. So the younger, fresher legs probably pushed them on. Yeah, probably probably strength and depth in their panel, you could say, as well. Uh, for Clambridge, uh, it's, it's one thing that they definitely do seem to have. Yeah, without a doubt, like they're like look more, you know, and and it's it's like that as well. Like they have, they've they've probably twenty five players, or maybe like after the first fifteen, there's definitely seven, eight, nine players there that could be good enough to make most um senior teams around around the county. Like and the subs they're able to bring on are, are definitely um definitely helping them. Like but like that now as well, it's no more than um Turlock more. They've had a great um a great input of um, underage and the under 19, 20 year olds, as I, said, as I mentioned, Gavin and Mark and, and Evan, like they're all stepping up to the plate now and they have a few years experience, especially Mark and Evan. Yeah. Even like if you're looking at the subs that come on, uh, Nyla Allen, uh, Armstrong, David Lee, like, like there's, there's experience there as well, which, which is usually important. Like, cause they're like, people still forget, how young this Cambridge team is? Oh, without a doubt, like Niall and Alan are around a while now. They've a good, good bit of experience, especially Alan. So to be, to be able to bring on them, like, and I suppose the only thing is, like, a lot of the like the, the last two or three years will have brought on that Cambridge team a lot as well, especially last year's county final. You know, and like I suppose to want as well to get back to another final. Um, they're starting to grind out results as well. 
albeit I know not so much against Thomas has been, but like I'm sure that'll be in the back of the mind going forward for the rest of the year as well. And for Ardran, like previous years, they haven't had a, as good as years as this promoted to uh, senior A as well. Like, like they're obviously not going to be happy that they were beaten, but they'll have to be happy with that year, as you said. Oh, but out, out, like yeah, and like I know they restructured their team as they went on in the year, like and. They, they definitely will be happy with that, like, and especially the, the tight victory there um, against Saturn Roy, like, that'll bring on spirits as well for next year. And, um, like I said to you there, they just, they have a good, they have a good underage coming through as well. And a few older lads like Tan and the lads as well that will stay driving on, I suppose. And, um, you know, like, they, they'll have to be happy with that. And, you know, senior A to look forward to next year. Then, um, the two other prelims on Saturday, Cap Tagle, Mike Cullen, um, People were kind of wondering, could Mike Cullen take another scalp? But it's just one I felt last week going into it. Experience, know-how, they've been there, just seemed to hold a bit of an advantage for Capitagal. Yeah, I like that now as well. I was watching that one closely as well, and it was, it was very close at half time. And I just thought, Jesus, maybe, you know... You know, the fact that it was close to half time, the condition conditions that were in it, maybe it'll be a struggle in the second half. But they really pushed on at the start of the second half there. They got a few points early. Um, I think um Dan Nevin was popping them over there. And I think yeah, um, six points. Six points for Dan, yeah. And like uh, I think there was um I think Liam got a few frees there as well. Like, and it was they six just really as well, yeah. Twelve out of seventeen from them too. So that like that that just shows like so. Like the, and I think Jay was I was listening as well like and Jay was doing well as well so like they, they look they're seasoned campaigners as well like when it gets this business in as well like they're very seasoned and I suppose my Cullen have to be absolutely delighted with their year like you know they, they set out what they need they, they were in bonus territory I suppose the weekend they set out what they needed to do um, so I suppose when they probably tipped on a few points ahead Cap Tagle at, at the start of the second half they probably you know they probably gave in a small bit my Cullen but listened to it anyway and um but like, as I said to you, no doubt, my Cullen have to be absolutely delighted. And as I said to you, no more than or more, they're really coming in underage as well. Like, So my Cullen will be a driving force and senior hurling in a few years' time. You think around this time of year, does it matter about performance? Or is it solely gratuitous next round, job done? I think um, preliminary quarterfinals, quarterfinals, semifinals, just get the job done. Like I, I obviously I know you want a performance without a doubt. Like you need a performance, but like one point wins, two point wins, just get over the line, especially in them conditions, because you go out every day and you, you're not even sure like what sort of a like game plans go out the window. Like so, as as you said on Saturday with them conditions, it's just absolutely great and work rate that'll get you over the line. Like you know, there's no such thing as a lovely ball into the corner or anything like that. Like that goes out the window. So you can prepare all you want this time of the year, but. Like I remember we played a county final in 2014 on the 14th of December, like so it just it goes out the window, like balls start getting stuck in the ground and all that. But and a win is a win like this time of the year. So I wouldn't be worrying like the stats men aren't going to be too busy in regards to what type of what type of ball you hit in or what type of runs you make as long as you get the win. That's what it feels like now for um Capitagal. Like the, there's probably areas that they feel they need to improve on. Um, because it did take them a while to get going against my column, but I don't know. Yeah. I I feel like they're in within their group. I think they're going to relish Thomas's. Yeah, and look at and the other side of that as well. I suppose is 
the last few years, Cap Tagle have been going in probably favourites for a lot of their games come quarterfinals, semi-final stages. Whereas, without a doubt, like they're going to be underdogs, going to be written off coming in here, so they've nothing to lose really as such. And like they're they're a serious season campaign team. Like like if you go from James all the way up along, like you have Jackie Cronin there who's flying at their cornerback, probably the most one of the most solid cornerbacks in the county, or one of the most solid backs in the county for the last five or six years. You've Jam Mannion, you've Dan Nevin, like you've the Garvey's, like and then you have the two, like you've Lehman and and, and the Sean, or Colin, the Collins brothers, like yeah, like Niall, really, Niall name, yeah. Like, who's flying it as well, like you know, it's in four, like like you've you've a really good blend there. But it's all about clicking on the day for them. Like, and as I said to you, if they click on the day, like, and they've done it, I've seen them do it for 50 minutes in the semi final and lose the last 10 minutes. But um, they won't fear Thomas's like at this stage of the career because, as I said to you, they've all been through it all before in, in, in quarterfinals. So they'll, they'll go out with a real, real um, belief that they can beat Thomas's the next day. Uh, a man called Joe Canning catching the headlights for poor Tumna over the weekend uh, in their. Uh, Three point victory over Crawford, two ten to thirteen points. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I seen the goal actually on 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 Buff's page, and um, it was yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see it. Um, I questioned the steps right from him, but we won't say anything. <laughs> but, uh, no, look at it, look at it. As, as Cal said there last week, like anyone with a Joe Canning in the team, it's just. It'll stand and like I think he got did he get one seven or one eight the last day? So, one eight, yeah. Like I said to you, this like he's he just that goal, like you could write him off with your pearl, like but he just that rolled back the years and he was just unbelievable the way he finished it off. Um but like he's getting great support and he said it I was talking on Saturday, he'd say it himself, like the more than the other teams, they've had real like their under under twenty team that won the the county there two weeks ago they've got great um they've got great input from them lads as well like you know and and then the older lads i see uh, martin dolphin dolly there was flying at uh connor here had yeah. a great i think the only worry there is martin dolphin came off injured uh on 21 minutes so i don't know what's the extent to that injury now didn't hear no either um but even andy like andy did i know um he had a role there to do as well and, and mono tom on hand so like the they seem to have got a good crop of young lads coming through Portumna and I think that's definitely aided them and so it was it was always going to be tight between themselves and Crowell. Um but like that as we said at the start of the game, like it was it was a freeze. It came down to a lot of freeze. I think Joe got once or got seven points from freeze or something like that out of out of the ten points. So yeah. um, you know it's it, it's just the way it is. Like and like we talked about at the start of the show about having a good free taker so so influential now going forward and uh, for the rest of the year, like and who better than Joe Canning to have in your side for freeze? Obviously, there was a lot of hype initially about Jack Canning when he came out of the minor, and it was probably unfair, but it was there's probably going to be hype ultimately when your second name is Canning and you're playing at the top level. He's moved back now to wing back, and even the last day, I was just really impressed with him airily, like even some of the clearances when and Poor Tumner are really under pressure in that game. Yeah, I luckily without a doubt, like I've I played against him wing back there last year. He's he has it all strength wise, physicality, like he has he's the hurling brain, the knowledge, and he's playing really well there at wing back. Um not sure why he was moved back out of full forward, but I suppose at the time I think they were probably lacking a few backs and he was brought back to strengthen it up and he's doing really well. He's actually going really well this year. So um like he's like that now as well, like he's around now four, five, six years. So he's pushing on this year now as well to be to be um 
to be really showing a face for, for um, I suppose, putting his hand up for county selection as well. Would be a great addition. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, um, like that now, I suppose. He was involved two or three years ago, so I'm sure he probably has keen interest in going back in there again. And with, uh, like... It's talking to Chunky Hayes there over the week and he was saying like that they've got through during the last days and like as as he said like they're obviously coming up against Sarsfields and Sarsfields are going to be favourites but like the amount of people that ripped this poor off, team off a few years ago Yeah oh, it's unbelievable like and we played them last year in the, in the preliminary quarter final and I tell you like it's the way they have the team going at the minute, like and Chunky and, and Ollie and um and Eugene McEntee and Damien Coleman in the sideline, like they're they're definitely worth another two or three points in the sideline. So there, that's for sure. Like they just have them revved up from minute one to the final whistle, like and and like it's it's exactly what you want to see out of your team. Like they just have them working for everything. Every tackle, Chunky's nearly in, in like he's nearly you'd nearly spare his part of the tackle he's in it, but like they're doing a real good job with them, and I tell you, like that under twenty team that they've coming along, they've um they've brought them in nice, you know, like and all, as you said, all the talk two years ago about how they were finishing, they'd be down senior B or they'd be down intermediate and blah blah. They've written off all that, like, and they've they've really answered. And um, like I, I think that like all be it, I said I thought Sars would be very hard beat. I do think Sars would be very hard beat, but I tell you, this Portumna team, the way they're going and the, the momentum they have at the minute, um, you couldn't write them off. County champions for you, Craig. <laughs> County champions. Look, it's very hard to look past Thomas's. Um, without a doubt, like, it, like the proof is in the pudding. Like the, the experience, the last four or five years, what they've done. Um, albeit I know David Shirley is a big loss. He's a great lad there. He was a great player for them the last few years. But I just think that they they definitely have they have everything like you know, and and they have experience, which is the main thing. And they're starting to get going again now. Um, they, I think they're really like the, the the lads that are that have been to the forefront for the last few years. James Regan, Derek Burke, as well as Davey and Connor and all them lads, and of course Shane is back now as well. It'd be very heartbeat if I was to call it. I think who I think will run them really close will be either Sarsfields or Lockray. Um, definitely Sarsfields or Lockray and Turlock Moore won't be far behind them. And saying that, no, I'm not writing off any of the rest of the lads either because in them quarterfinals, any one of them teams go in. I wouldn't be surprised if Tommy Larkin, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Portumna won. It wouldn't or Cappy wouldn't surprise me one bit. And who um who impressed you most over the weekend, like performance wise, that like really stood up that was the standout earlier? Um, see, like I suppose. Like just varying from the matches, like I definitely think um, I've been really impressed with that Daryl Whelan from Turret Moor. I just think he's been really, really good. Um, like he just the way he bombs forward with the ball. I think he's been really good. Sean Loftus this championship, I think as well for Turret Moor has been excellent. I think he's just he's really just grabbed the team with the scruff. The next one sent forward. He's got some great scores. As I said to you with the free taking, he's to over the free taking. I just thought he's been really good on that front. Um, then on the Clare and Bridge match, I just thought Evan finished very strong when he was needed. He got some cracking points from 60, 70 yards out when you when the team really needed him. Like, you know, it was great to stand up. I think Mark Kennedy's been having a great year for Clare and Bridge. Um, he's put up some big scores from play and worked really hard. Um, so I suppose that without seeing, they were the two games I've seen streamed. So it'd be hard for me to comment on the other ones without seeing them, really. Exactly, but, um, yeah, no, set up really nice for... Uh, 
quarterfinals and I suppose we're all just itching now to see uh, when they'll be when they'll take place you can imagine Kenny Park but those fixtures will be released uh, quite soon um, that's all on our show today we'll be back next week with an extended preview of the quarterfinals Craig Lally thanks a million for your time thanks for having me on